And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. More Greenlight Reviews from Les Roberts. And Ann Elder. This time, Ann, we're going to be discussing a film called Two Lovers, directed by James Gray and written by James Gray and Rick Manello, and starring Joaquin Phoenix and Gwyneth Paltrow. In this film, Ann, mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix plays Leonard. He is, at the very beginning of the show, attempting to commit suicide, drowning himself in the bay in Brooklyn, New York. But as he's floating around in the water, he decides against it. He manages to get out of the water, and he goes home soaking wet. We don't quite know why he wants to kill himself. He is a very, very lonely and depressed man who, in his 30s, is still living with his parents. Well, he works in a dry-cleaning establishment for his father, so that might make somebody really depressed. That's very, very true. All those stains to have to worry about. (laughs) Right. His mother, by the way, is played by Isabella Rossellini, which isn't that unusual, except that this family is created as being very, very Jewish. Mm -hmm. And nobody in the family, except for the father, is Jewish, so they don't quite make it. You mean in real life? In real life, (laughs) yes. Leonard meets the daughter of his father's soon-to-be partner, played by a young woman named Vanessa Shaw. She plays Sandra. She's very good in this film, and she's very attractive, too. Mm -hmm. But she's the kind of woman who understands his problems, wants to take care of him, and almost smothers him. In the meantime, he meets a neighbor from upstairs. Her name is Michelle, and she is played by Gwyneth Paltrow. And Gwyneth Paltrow is the (laughs) archetype of sexy Goyim, sexy Gentile, the kind of woman that young, lonely Jewish guys fall in love with. He certainly does. He resolutely ignores the fact that she is in a lot of trouble. She is abused verbally by her father, and she is in a deep affair with a married man. But he doesn't see any of that. All he sees is this beautiful, blonde sexiness that Gwyneth Paltrow brings to the role. Well, she's everything that Sandra isn't. She represents a very non-traditional lifestyle. And of course, Leonard is anxious to break away from what he feels is a dead-end life. Therefore, she's very interesting as a character to him. He can't wait to be with her. Except that as the film goes on, we saw things that poor Leonard did not see. And I found myself wondering halfway through the film, why is he bothering with her? Mm -hmm. And he has this very nice woman, Sandra Cohen, who wants to marry him, wants to take care of him. Her father offers him a partnership in the dry cleaning business. Everything is wonderful for him, (laughs) but he is so much in love with poor, troubled, and dangerous Michelle. Well, I thought that the film was pleasant, but I thought it was predictable and flat. And some say that the dialogue is honest and real. I'm not so sure that that's just another way to say that it's typical and banal. I don't think you will find anything in this film to surprise you. On the good side of that, however, Les, is that no one throws themselves out of an apartment window, out of depression. (laughs) No one is fished out of the river. I mean, there is no horrendous ending to this film, which is good, considering what we've seen recently with movies like The Reader and Revolutionary Road, etc. Here you have a movie where all three people are very needy. You have Leonard, who is clinically depressed. He needs his meds, and he needs to love somebody. Then you have Sandra. She's a nice girl. She needs to take care of somebody. And then you have Gwyneth Paltrow, who needs to be taken care of because she is such a screwed-up shiksa. 
so you have all three of these people in various stages of codependency. What I think is maybe the most interesting relationship in the film is between Leonard and his mother, played by Isabella Rossellini. Unfortunately, Rossellini does not cut it as that wonderful, all-loving Jewish mother. No, she certainly doesn't. I was a little bit put off by that, but at least that relationship was worth looking at and had a little bit of originality to it, even though we all think of Jewish mothers as being smothering types. Right. The thing that I liked most about this film was Joaquin Phoenix. I thought his acting is very, very good. Well, Les, I didn't think that his character showed a great deal of wisdom. For example, why would he for one second think that Gwyneth Paltrow's character would want to live with him in San Francisco, that he could suddenly take her away from it all, that he was a big enough kind of guy to provide for her? He's a character who's in some sort of condition of arrested development. He's 30-some years old. He's sneaking around behind his parents' backs, trying to go up on the roof to have a little tryst with Paltrow. Come on. I mean, it didn't make any sense at all. You know, I think he was so needy. I think he was so unfortunately limited in his ability to see who he was and who she is. I can't imagine that anyone would find him an interesting life partner. So, you know, I didn't care for the character so much. I agree with you that he gives a pretty good performance, but I don't think it was very earth-shattering. It wasn't earth-shattering. I thought it was very good. I think that this movie was confusing. I think it tries to identify a contemporary relationship between these three people, and I don't think it succeeded very well. And I think for that reason, I'm going to have to give this movie a yellow light. Well, I'm giving it a yellow light, too, Anne, because, as I say, it was so predictable. I thought within the first half hour I knew it was going to happen, and it did by the numbers. So I don't think this film is a disaster by any means, but I think that it is, as you say, underdeveloped. I wish somebody had worked a little longer on it and a little harder on it and made these characters come to life. So two yellow lights from Anne and myself for two lovers. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.